Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Good morning. It's 830 on Thursday, October 12th. I'm Desiree Frazier. You're listening to Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. On today's show, Republicans nominate a new Speaker of the House. Mississippi's Second District Congressman shares his thoughts about the controversy. Then a record hot summer in the Gulf South meant cranking up the A.C., but staying cool comes with a cost. Plus, appraisers are gearing up for the Mississippi Antique Showcase being held this weekend in Biloxi. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. Republicans in Congress have nominated a new Speaker of the House that comes after eight members of the party voted with Democrats to oust former Speaker Kevin McCarthy. This decision has delayed negotiations to pass a new budget as well as provide military aid to Israel. Republicans nominated Majority Leader Steve Scalise of Louisiana to fill the role as a somewhat unifying voice for the deeply divided party. Mississippi 2nd District Congressman Benny Thompson, a Democrat from Bolton, says his chamber has been at a standstill since the former speaker was ousted last week. Anytime it takes you 15 votes to win an office, and each time uh, a vote is taken, you give a concession to get uh, individuals to support you, by the time those 15 votes are cast, there's nothing left in terms of influence with the office because you've given it up. Uh, and one of those things he gave up uh, was that one person could put forth a motion to vacate the Speaker's chair. And that's what Matt Gates did, and ultimately eight people sided with him, and, and that's what happened. But, you know, this is... Republicans fighting Republicans. We've never had a bipartisan speaker elected in the United States House of Representatives. It's always been the majority party. Republicans are the majority party. If they can't get along, that's a Republican problem. Now, that Republican problem spills over into a situation like what we're doing and discussing with respect to Israel because we can't take up any legislation until they elect a speaker. Uh, if they elect a speaker, then if some additional resources can be made available to Israel as well as Ukraine, we'll do that. But we're basically in neutral, waiting for the Republicans to get their act together. How did you feel about kicking Nancy Pelosi out of the office that she occupied? Well, you know, it was it was uh, McHenry, the guy who, who was the speaker pro tempera who is just there as a placeholder. I mean, it's just sour grapes. I mean, why kick the former speaker out of a small office in a building? That just tells me that you are just smaller than the person and the issue before you. The, the issue before 
this great country is that the 435 members uh, of the United States House of Representatives should have a speaker with the full range of authority and power that goes with it. And because the past speaker didn't have it, uh, we have now, for the first time in the history of this great country of ours, had a speaker basically taken out of office by his own party. That's not something uh, that Democrats or Republicans can be proud of, but I can say Democrats have never done it, and now Republicans have. Republicans met, decided between Jim Jordan, chair of the Judiciary Committee, and Majority Leader Steve Scalise, and put up for House Speaker. It turns out Scalise won that vote. How do you take that? What do you think about that? Well, normally uh, in America, we sell a lot of differences uh, by voting. If indeed uh, Steve Scalise is the uh, vote uh, and heir apparent of the speaker and he gets to vote, Democrats will work with him. But at some point, Republicans have to demonstrate that they have the leadership to run this country and influence the rest of the world by taking out their leader of the Republican House of Representatives majority. They have really shown an ugly side of their party politics. Normally, these kind of fights you have in the room, and when you come out, you're united. Republicans are divided. Democrats are united. We're willing to work. I think we have to resolve this issue in Ukraine and Israel as Democrats and Republicans working together. Steve Scalise has called himself David Duke in a suit. And David Duke is the former Grand Wizard of the KKK. How do you see this playing out, how will folks be able to work with him of different nationalities when he has characterized himself like that? Well, that's a poor characterization, uh, associating yourself with David Duke. Uh, It's unfortunate. I hope at some point he apologizes for such an insensitive statement. Uh, But from my standpoint, I will vote for Hakeem Jeffries for speaker. I'm minority vote in the the overall vote, uh, but in terms of who becomes speaker, it's the Republican majority. If they pick someone who has identified with David Duke, I think they're making a serious mistake. Moving on, still in this realm, but you've got a budget to pass whether it's temporary or extended, and that deadline is coming up next month. Where do you think that stands at this point? Well, obviously, as you know, we got in this mess because uh, we passed a continuing resolution so government could continue. The last thing we need is a shutdown. Well, if November 17th comes around and and we're no further ahead than where we are now, uh, then a shutdown is is a potential uh, there also. But look, 
we've had contingent resolutions uh, any number of times. Uh, we have omnibus passages of legislation, so government continues. We shouldn't put the military, uh, our, our farmers, our school kids, uh, our senior citizens, anyone uh, who's at risk if government shuts down in that kind of position. Uh, I can assure you that on the Democratic side, we will vote for any measure that keeps government open. Uh, we're not here to punish American citizens, but it's the Republican leadership that has to understand that it's more than just who they are, but it's, it's the United States of America, and they expect the 435 members in the, in the House and 100 members in the Senate to do their job. Uh, a government shutdown is not doing your job. And so uh, while we will make the arguments between now and November 17th, I hope we get some resolution to it. But at the outset, I want to say to the listeners, you need to call your congressperson and let them know that you're concerned about any potential shutdown and for us to stay here as long as it takes so that we can get our budgets passed and get on with the business of taking care of American citizens. That's Mississippi 2nd District Congressman Democrat Benny Thompson of Bolton, a ranking member of the House Homeland Security Committee and former chair. In part two of our conversation with the congressman... We were quite concerned as well as upset that the Hamas terrorists would strike uh, Israel. Coming up, while that takes place tomorrow, and coming up next, a record hot summer in the Gulf South meant cranking up that AC. But staying cool comes with a cost. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. Why listen to Ride On Mississippi? I got on the bus and I said, well, I'm going to straighten him out. And I went to the back of the bus and I said, Charlie, don't you touch my... I didn't even get sister out. My face began to beat his knuckles up very badly. (laughs) Right on Mississippi, a podcast. Download now at mpbonline.org from the Mississippi Book Festival and MPB. On Money Talks, we discuss money news and take your questions about personal finance. For 15 years, we've provided free financial information for Mississippians. I hope you can join me, Dr. Nancy Lotridge-Anderson, co-host of Money Talks, Tuesdays at 9 a.m. or anytime on our podcast. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. I'm Desiree Frazier. The summer heat may finally be behind us, but for some, the power bills that came with it are still a burden. For October's Utility Bill of the Month, Stephen Basaha of the Gulf States Newsroom talks to one Mississippi man about the cost of staying cool. You remember that feeling of getting your report card back with all straight A's? Well, after a rough 2022, Christopher Bogan needed that. I was like, whoa, I forgot I was smart. Bogan ruptured his spleen last year, so he moved back to his hometown of Tupelo, Mississippi, to recover with his family. Since then, he's been working to get his life back in order. He found his own place, got two jobs, and started taking classes online for computer science. That's where those straight A's came from. Those little small things you don't have time to think about when you're out here just 
living for tomorrow, not today, you know? <laughs> but all those steps forward were met with a step back in June. His power bill came in way more expensive than he planned, 142 bucks, nearly double what he paid in the spring. That's a big difference to me because now I have to scrunch up like, okay, this is more than my phone bill. This is like a major bill, and I can't let my lights get cut off. Now, Bogan's got a pretty small one-bedroom, about 600 feet. 650, maybe, you know, it's not much because it's not much. <laughs> so he's not sure why his bill is that high. But economist Mark Wolf thinks he has the answer. He leads the National Energy Assistance Directors Association. It's a big jump in part because the price of electricity went up. Because of global factors like the war in Ukraine. But the amount you needed to stay safe during the summer went up as well. In other words, this summer was just really hot. The expectation was that this summer would be about as hot as last summer. That turned out to be wrong. It was hotter. Not just hotter, but the hottest, with Alabama, Mississippi, and Louisiana all setting heat records. Climate change means both higher temperatures and higher cooling bills. Bogan's July and August bills were also north of 140 bucks. Now, we've done stories on utility bills in the thousands, even the tens of thousands of dollars. But the truth is a power bill jumping 70 bucks makes a big difference for a lot of people, especially in the South, where one out of three people have trouble paying for electricity. Bogan says for him, it means cutting back on food and simple pleasures. I don't get to go buy anything I want, or if I do, it could be a huge mistake because I could end up having to struggle to have to pay something. Like what? Um, my rent, my car. He also was already having trouble affording the HIV medication he needs. And covering these summer heating bills has not made that any easier. Maria Castillo is with the Rocky Mountain Institute, and she says Bogan's situation is pretty common. There are millions of folks that we already know are actually foregoing food or health care just to pay their energy bills in the South. Now, she says we're not just doomed to pay higher and higher summer cooling bills. There are things states can do to help, like by doing something they already do in the winter. Power companies usually aren't allowed to cut off people's electricity when it gets too cold. That's one policy solution that to me feels like a no-brainer is let's not cut off anyone's power when we know that the consequences are deadly. Some state utility commissions also make power companies charge lower rates for low-income customers or even cap how much they have to pay, like a bill being considered in New York. They can only pay 6% of their income and their energy bill can never go higher than that. Now, she says these kind of policies are less common in the South. There are tips, though, individuals can follow to lower their summer bills. Making your home more energy efficient is a big one, like replacing an old power-hungry AC unit or patching up your home's insulation. But modifying your home isn't always an option for renters, which is one reason why Castillo says people with lower incomes spend a larger portion of their budget on energy. Because there are renters, because they're more likely to be in less energy efficient homes, they're going to pay the price for that. Another option is to simply nudge up the home thermometer to use less AC. Bogan says he did that, but remember, it's not just that the summer months are hotter, it's that summer is longer. His September bill was also more than 140 bucks, So he's not feeling much relief now that summer's officially over. The weather changes drastically in the fall because we don't know what's going on with the world right now. 
is that going to affect anything? <laughs> like, I need to be on the prepare for this. September's global temperature was the hottest on record, putting 2023 on track for the hottest year. For the Gulf States Newsroom, I'm Stephen Basaha. The Gulf States Newsroom is a partnership between Mississippi Public Broadcasting and public radio stations in Alabama and Louisiana. Coming up, appraisers are gearing up for the Mississippi Antique Showcase this weekend in Biloxi. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. Thanks to our sustaining members who provide ongoing monthly financial support. You can become a sustainer, too. Go to mpbonline.org and click Donate Now at the top of the page. The next in-person and virtual Workforce Wednesday workshop, The Power of Legacy, will be on October 18th from 11.30 a.m. to 12.30 p.m. Guest speaker Angelica Owens will share information about the CIE Legacy Leadership Program for family business owners. She will also discuss its resources, benefits, and future podcasts. More information is available from the Education tab on mpbonline.org. You can participate in the local MPB Think Radio programs this morning with phone calls and emails. At 9 on Creature Comforts, we'll talk about your animals and the animals around you. Get answers to your automotive repair questions on AutoCorrect at 10. And at 11, Southern Remedy Kids and Teens deals with the health of your children. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. I'm Desiree Frazier. This weekend, MPB will host the fall edition of the Mississippi Antique Showcase in Biloxi. Folks from across the state will bring prized antiques, family heirlooms, and other unique items to get them appraised and share their stories. Our Kobe Vance speaks with Mark Kennedy co-owner of Kennedy's Auction Service and one of the appraisers helping with the event. He says this will be his third showcase. He's looking forward to seeing the items folks bring in. Collectors as a group are just, to me, the most interesting people in the world. Because to collect some of these things folks collect, you've got to kind of be interested in history and that sort of thing. It's amazing to me what people are able to keep and preserve. I mean, if somebody came in there with uh, a map from uh, the time the uh, the French and the Spanish were controlling part of Mississippi, I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> I and mean, you never know what will come in the door at an appraisal show. What's been your experience so far helping out with these? And what do you think you might see in Biloxi that could set it apart? Wow. I'll tell you what I saw in the past that shocked me. I had a lady that showed up with a presidential pardon signed by President uh, John F. Kennedy, and it was probably an auto-signed document, uh, but still it had a lot of value. It was signed by his brother, uh, Robert, as well. That document was part of a group of about uh, 200 pardons that uh, Kennedy issued for people that had minor drug offenses in August of 1963. Evidently, most of those have not survived. 
when I was appraising uh, that particular document, I found one um, with some just real quick research that had sold at Christie's in New York for a little over 13000 The lady that brought it in, I think it was her dad's uh, party. And, of course, she was shocked to hear that uh, one had sold for that kind of money. But, you know, it's just not the sort of thing you see every day. Had another gentleman in Columbus that came in. If you watch Willy Wonka's Chocolate Factory, you remember the golden ticket. Well, this fellow had an actual golden ticket, but not to a chocolate factory. His grandfather, I believe, had worked for a railroad from, I believe, 1903 to 1953. Worked for this railroad for 50 years. And when he retired, they gave him a solid 14-carat gold train ticket. He was instructed that anytime he wanted to go on a trip, he could go to the railroad, show him his golden ticket, and he got a free ride. Not something you see every day of the week. I'd never seen one before. I didn't know such a thing existed. You know, sometimes you just have to give it your best shot and your best guess. And uh, so we put that piece in at five to 8000 at a well-advertised auction. What are some of the reasons people come to y'all to get appraisals? And is it just to sell items or are there other reasons people might have? You know, some folks are looking for an insurance uh, value in case, you know, they have uh, some sort of claims uh, damage. And, you know, I do that sort of uh, appraisal from time to time. But most of the time, uh, ours are current market value appraisals. Uh, Being in an auction business, most folks come to me and they want to know, what do you think I can get for it? And it's usually now. <laughs> so that's usually the, the value most of my folks are looking for. Um, with insurance appraisals, uh, they're usually higher because you know, if you're looking at trying to replace an item, you know, you might have a $1,000 item, but you might not be able to, uh, to find that item readily. And sometimes trying to replace it, it could end up costing you more than, you know, you might be able to buy it for on the open market. Right now, we're seeing pretty high inflation rates and people are starting to try to look to either save money or find some ways to be able to make some money on the side. If somebody has something that they believe could be valuable, what is the pathway they should go through to get something appraised and how should they even determine if something's worth appraising in the first place? Today, you know, most folks are... uh, buying online, doing their research online, and if they're pretty good with a computer, uh, you know, you could look for um, an item like yours that had sold on eBay or possibly sold on um, one of the auction sites like liveauctioneers.com. I think their records go all the way back to 1989. You can go in there and search um, for different items if you know what to call your piece. Uh, of course, if you don't know what you have, and a lot of times that's the case, you've got this unusual thing that you never saw before, your friends never saw before, and you don't even know what it is. You know, Google these days has the uh, Google image search, and a lot of times if you know how to use that, you can figure out what you've got, and then from that, you can try to find a comparable to figure out, you know, what you think it might would bring. 
Mark Kennedy is with Kennedy's Auction Service, and it will be at this weekend's Mississippi Antiques Showcase. Mark, thank you so much for talking with us today. You're welcome, man. I appreciate uh, appreciate you calling, Kobe. Absolutely. And uh, I'm sure there's going to be some great items at the uh, at the showcase this weekend. Um, both of the events that I've attended, uh, you know, people showed up with things that to me were unbelievable, and I've been doing this a long time. Tickets for this weekend's Mississippi Antique Showcase are available at MPB online.org. The event takes place Friday and Saturday. This has been Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio.